Welcome to Girl, Water Your Grass. We talk about all the things to better yourself, your family, your career, your dreams, your goals, and your life, and how God's dreams over us are so much bigger than our own. We are just two girlfriends who grew up in the bluegrass state of Kentucky with five brothers each and have reunited to take our dreams to the next level. Now we're inviting you to get out of your own way, girlfriend, and come on this ride because on this journey of a lifetime, we never arrive. All right, welcome back to Grow Water Your Grass. We are so excited to have a very special guest here today. And as my girls say, is it someone that's not old? Oh. Yes, well, it's someone that is young and fun and super handsome and all Whoa. things. So welcome to the podcast, <laughs> Helen Moore. We're welcome, so Tyler. Grow water your grass. That's what we say. <laughs> I love so that title, just- by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. It's um, it's fun. So tell us just a little bit about who is Tyler Ward? Who is Tyler Ward? That's a great question. I feel like our identities are so wrapped up in certain things. And right now, as just, I guess, the first layers of a musician, I kind of cracked the YouTube code early on, um, did some worldwide tours, signed a major label deal, got out of that, love just the independent kind of owning your own business thing. Uh, and so I just... I don't know. I, I'm a, I'm a creative and also like a business owner. So like, there's these weird facets of like being your CEO and like the janitor of your own company. And it's just like, I, I thrive in that space and I just love bringing people together. I love people. Um, and I just, so I, I guess I'd say I'm a musician, musician who is also just a, a creator. Let's just go with that creator. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love so it. good. So you had, obviously you're all over social media and you had posted just a beautiful post about forgiveness recently. And well, maybe it's not super recent, but it was, I don't know, but them. it was <laughs> one of them, but it was, there was so much depth in it and so much beauty in it. Uh, and so, like, means the world <laughs> so much goodness. And I was making like, a oh. difference and you don't even know it. You're speaking yeah. to our soul. <laughs> it's true. But it, but it really stood out. And, you know, so when, when we were talking about some different topics we wanted to cover, forgiveness is one of them. Yeah. And just what you posted, it was, it was amazing. So I would love for you to share with our audience a little bit. Why is that an important topic for you? What's such a big deal about forgiveness? Um, for me, it's been so fascinating. I, I, I grew up in the church. I grew up with parents who, you know, you're performance based. So they celebrate you when you score a touchdown, they yeah. celebrate you when you go on tour and then it seems as if they forget about you when you're not doing some cool things mm. and it's no fault to them. Like love my folks, but you know, growing up, you, you just learn to turn it on. And it's so culture, right? it's like a culture. culture, especially as an entertainer. And you're like, Oh, they love me when I'm on. And then when I'm off or like in my secret space by myself, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if anybody actually knows that side of me. Mm-hmm. So, um, I kind of had two separate worlds. I had like my, everybody who knew me and then this kind of my quiet space where um, everything was hidden and there was like a lot of addiction and a lot of choices that I just was not proud of. Um, 
And I never even understood how those two worlds could like coexist. So I just hit it all, hit it all. Um, mm. And I mean, started it at a young age. Are we allowed to talk about anything on this podcast? Literally everything and anything. It is wide open. Go. So they're, yeah. So they're just, I mean, growing up in like, kind of like that shame culture where you're just like, I'm addicted to porn. I have like, um, I, I'm kind of drinking to numb when I'm on the road. Yet at the same time too, like, my image is he loves Jesus and he is clean and wholesome and is, and that's, that is absolutely part of who I am, but, but I didn't even understand there's like these dualistic selves. And so when I was um, probably like, probably like five years ago, my in, inner world kind of exploded because I was just making choices and decisions that just, you know, when you make decisions that, you know, sin when it's fully grown apparently leads to death. And it can be a very beautiful thing because God's wrath sometimes just kind of brings you back to who you really are. <laughs> yes. Um, and I think he loves me enough to know that, like, I'm going to allow you to do these things so um, you can come back and recognize actually who you are. So my life exploded. I got found out. I was dating a girl who was, had a sister. Then I dated that sister. And then I, like, got into so much trouble with, like, hiding these certain secrets. And I was actually running like a whole like Bible study at the same time and just hoping no one would find out. And then all of a sudden my friend asked me a question and I just, for some reason, just felt a tug. Like I need to be honest about everything. Mm -hmm. And as I was honest, everybody kind of found out my whole life exploded. It went online. I got called all these super insane, like identities, like mm -hmm. you're a manipulator, you're a narcissist, you're charming. So use that fear. And I was like, this is basically who I've become and who I am. And I checked in to like, and I was like, I just really need some help. And so I, I had this amazing um, kind of retreat getaway. It was called the ultimate journey. It kind of ex explained why I did the things I did. And like, I, I didn't know that life was a, like a litany of decisions. I thought it was just life happened to you. And like, you had to work hard to like make the right decision. And um, lo and behold, when you start to uncover like, parents addictions and you know the, the generational curses passed down yes you you start to like understand oh my gosh I actually had no choice in some of these decisions because they were just presented and I was just doing the best I knew how um and so the first thing that went and I like always fought it for like 15 years cognitively knew it was destructive didn't know it was playing itself out was that the, the this porn addiction I tried to fight it so long and then one time, I'm not even kidding, I was on tour and God asked me a question. He goes, do you want to get married? And I was like, yeah, I think so. And he goes, this will be the last time you ever search for pornography. And that was six years ago. Wow. And so the addiction just like went away in an instance. And I was like, and I fought it, fought it, fought it, fought it. But then when that was removed, I was just like, it took a couple of years to kind of like kind of retrain the way you think and the way you see certain things. And so. Um, so that, that went, and then, um, the, I made poor decisions while drinking. So I felt like that was being called to just like surrender that thing. So I remember getting home from tour, that same tour and being like, all right, there's alcohol on the shelf. I don't need this in my life. Took it and I kind of emptied all of it out. And I, and I just went straight, like sober for like a year and a half. And then it was weird too, because then my identity became the guy who didn't drink. And then I was like, wait, I need to break this. So I had like a glass of wine. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like, I'm not the guy who doesn't drink. I'm the guy who just 
now it's got, got to get healed basically. And I remember going to like this, this three day, like intensive counseling thing where it revealed to me like, Oh my word. Like my mom's identity was in me and I'm literally doing everything to please mom, to please mm-hmm. dad, to literally just please everybody else. And I don't know who, who am I? Who am I? Yeah. Um, and I, I just started to understand these destructive patterns that have come for so long. And the only way to ever actually like break that cycle was to like look at it head on and name it for what it was, bring it into the light so we can find healing. And then truly understanding like what forgiveness is and being like, you're not perfect. Mm-hmm. You've always wanted to be this ego side of you, this flesh side of you who just wants to be perceived and loved. Doesn't believe you can actually be loved if you've made mistakes. Like I just didn't believe it. And so I finally started like when, when my whole life exploded, everything kind of came to, to head. And there's this, this, this exposure of my internal world. Um, a lot of people walked away, but then there were like a handful of people who were like, I, I actually really love that you're broken. I kind of want to walk with you. And I was like, you what? Like you, what? and like, I'm like, what? I don't even love myself. Like, how would you even want to walk with me in this space? And they're like, no, you're a human. Like, it's okay. And I was like, I don't understand you. Like, I didn't get it. I like, didn't get it until like, I went to this thing and I was like, oh, maybe, maybe this whole like ego building journey and this like death of self is like a really beautiful kind of death and resurrection metaphor Mm. for like what Christ did for us in general. So I just started looking at it and being like, yo, uh, I have to forgive myself. And then I have to like, know, like I didn't really have a choice in the matter, but I, but I did, I just didn't quite understand it. And like, you did the best, you know, how like little young, young T <laughs> and there was just this process of like five years of just forgiving and like things, things come and I like feel it in my body. And then like allowing myself to just kind of go back to those spaces and, and, and walk into that and almost change the narrative of like, mm. no, you're, you're loved still. You can forgive that space. And you can actually approach the hu- the other human, maybe that you've hurt and, and ask for forgiveness too. And then like, it's so beautiful when you take ownership in that space and go, ah, I messed up. That was on me. I'm so sorry. Can I have your forgiveness? And they're like, what? They're like, it like, it like releases all sort of any, it's like the, the, the greatest gift of get of grace. It's like 10 years of like things that they just you've held on to and things that this other person held on to are like gone in an instant. And then like you can rekindle your friendship and it's like, it didn't even exist, but it kind of did. And you're kind of like that happened. Now we're even closer and stronger. And because you've been through fire together and what goes through <laughs> fire is refined. Right. All I'm saying is mm. that whole concept of like, maybe what the whole point of life is of like forgiveness um, <laughs> has been transformative of just, it, it, it just creates so much empathy so for myself, for other people, and it like changed the trajectory of like everything that I do. Um, and I, I don't know how to explain it. It just, I'm kind of glad that I didn't know for so long because there's such a, like a, like a, oh my gosh, like I can see the difference now. There's like two worlds. You can live in like performance or you can live in being true to like who you are and who you are is messy. And Welcome who to are, humanity. And it's, like, <laughs> and it's kind of beautiful. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I love, I just love everything you're saying. I have like yeah. so many thoughts and comments. And all <laughs> yeah. it's, so much gold. It's so beautiful because it's how God made us. If we, I think all of us have so much ungodly self-reliance and when we show up as perfectionists and think we have to be perfect, like we don't need him. Right. And the whole reason mm-hmm. we were created by God 
for love, out of love. And if we don't need him, then what, what are we doing? <laughs> right. So at some point we all figured out that it doesn't work when it's all about us. Right. It's it, so it, like, I'm, I'm thinking about this too. Like when you like even try really hard to do the right thing. Mm. And then all of a sudden one day you just like, it just doesn't work. And then all of a sudden guys like, Oh, I need you to know who you are. There has to be forgiveness. <laughs> and also at the same time too, like, it, and then it's easy to do the right thing. It's the weirdest perplexing kind of like, Oh, like Christ, we talked about these certain things. Like he knew what he was talking about. For those of you who have ears to hear, let them hear. I couldn't hear, even though I thought I cognitively understood. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. you like have it, to die. And that's you literally to have will. to die. <laughs> it's true. You have to die to self. Metaphorically. Yes. Your humility is just, <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful. Your humility and being able to ask for help, to look in the mirror and say that, my achievement doesn't equal my fulfillment, that mm-hmm. I'm making poor decisions, that yes, this porn is actually a sickness and it's not freedom. And whenever we walk away from the porn, which did you know, the statistic is that 85% of men um, have some sort of porn addiction being identified as more than once per week that they view porn, including married men. So it is a huge problem. Mm-hmm. And just your humility to, to mm-hmm. really dive into that and to walk away from it and see the freedom, oh. you know, because I think culturally, we my think, oh, I want to be free. If mm-hmm. I can look at whatever I want, whenever I want, but it's not freedom. You're, you're mm-hmm. bound in chains and the freedom that comes mm-hmm. like your humility is just beautiful. It's yes. absolutely beautiful. And there's something powerful when things come in the light, you know, versus like stuff's being oh. hidden. And even the way that you talk about, it, you can see that there's a freedom in actually verbalizing and putting words to something that was covered up. That's so powerful. And, and I, I'll be excited to hear just from our listeners, because I know that we have people out there who struggle with this right now, you know, for them to be able to hear the freedom and the space from that you speak of this so openly. And so, hey, this is the reality, you know, and the freedom that comes from that. It, and what we really see a lot in the work that we do, you know, we, we work with people in coaching and in consulting. We see that almost hands down every single thing that we struggle with is rooted from childhood. And that is not to blame. Yeah but it's to realize that our wounds become our compass from where everything else flows. And when we identify them and become aware of them, I always say awareness is the first prison we free ourselves from yeah, because when we, when we get free know. of that prison, wow, then we can preach. start to really like fear hides in darkness, just like you said, right. Bring it to light. And so it, it is so like generational curses, people, if you don't know it, it's real. Mm-hmm. And to know, yes, I have a hand in this and it's my responsibility to heal it, but it's not all my fault. And we are all human and we all need him. That's all, that's mm-hmm. the only answer, right? But we can have some joy in this life whenever we realize how to die to self. So man, you, you're just, or, oh, it's so amazing. It's so awesome. <laughs> and it's so, it's interesting too, because I feel like it's so mm-hmm. gracious. I, I didn't choose to die myself. Like I may, I may have, but like, I, I think I had so much pain mm-hmm. that like, there was no option, but like, you're, you're going to like physically pass away in life or you're going to change. Yeah. And, and there was such a, and like, I couldn't resurrect any sort of my, like, like identity outside of like having that alignment internally with coming out, like uh, just being congruent with what's, what's going on internally. Mm. So, so that, that, that to me in the last five years has been a process of going, um, if it's congruent in my soul, oh, this was the crazy part because everything in my whole world was hidden. Like my parents, my, my, my dad, my mom their whole story. They didn't want anybody to know it was all performance, all shine. And I was just like, yo, 
then God gave me this choice. He's like, you will never, you have an option not to ever lie again. And I was like, I don't have to lie because everything is out there now. So like, and you know, the, the pain of just hiding, like mm-hmm. even like the littlest, like if I'm, if I make a comment to someone, I don't know. It's just, there's such a freedom in going, this is actually what's going on internally. And I don't have to fix it. All I got to do is just share it. And then it's like, mm-hmm. I'm freed from it. It's insane. And freedom is what we seek the most as humans. We want to be free. Right. But it's just, it's like you said, just what you said, Mary, it's like, I have the freedom to go do anything I want to do. I can look at porn and be fine. I can do blah, blah, blah. And no, it's not real. <laughs> it's like counterintuitive. You're like, actually not by not doing so there's a freedom in, in my spirit and my soul and how I perceive the entire universe yeah. that actually gives me a sense of peace, which is what I'm truly after. You talk about the fruit of the spirit. Like it's so real to me, like peace, patience, joy, kindness, gentleness, all the things we crave on the mm-hmm. other side, like the way to get there is literally through the life and example of Christ. That's literally it. Mm-hmm. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So mm-hmm. might as well just kind of, and it's like, crazy. Maybe you should believe him. It's been happening for 2000 <laughs> years. Maybe I should look at this. All I'm saying is that, like, I literally, and I, I'm, I was the guy, I think there's, 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 there's a lot of purpose in this because I literally thought he just came to truly like steal my joy and fun. And so mm-hmm. I was so mad when there were like, rules or commands or like like hey you should live your life this way no actually actually i'm not going to uh, because this is boring as crap i don't want to do this i kind of got a great idea how about let me do whatever the hell i want to do okay (laughs) and then i did and there was a gift in that too because like yeah as a creative person like you can choose which side you want to do so like i was able to build this whole thing and it was like the tyler ward empire and like i was adored and it felt good. And I had literally, it was crazy. Everything from like, I made like my first million dollars and I was like, I am amazing. And there are a thousand girls right there who love me. And all at the same time too, like I'm bringing my boys with, like it was, and Not literally when me. I stopped yes. and I thought about it, I was like, <laughs> I've done I, everything. I hate myself actually. <laughs> like internally, mm. I actually hate it because I was so incongruent with what I was, how I was created. Mm. And I didn't even know what, what was going on. I like literally had everything so incongruent, but I didn't know. I didn't put language to it. And I felt literally awful. Trapped. Mm. You probably felt trapped in your story. And right? the only thing I could do to numb was like, okay, well, there's pleasure. Mm-hmm. I always mm-hmm. teach my kids. It's so interesting. You're saying this, like that pleasure and happiness are actually in direct opposition of each other. So when you seek pleasure, you won't really have happiness in your soul, you know? And, and I always t- talk to them about this Robert Frost poem that I remember as a kid, like two roads diverged in a yellow woods. And I, I took the one less travel by, and that has made all the difference in the world. And the world tells you to go here. And whenever you choose God's path, you go on this path. It's the road less travel by, but that will lead you to a place of complete freedom and happiness and so much more joy than you will ever find mm-hmm. from the pleasure seeking. And like, you are living proof of what I try to teach. Like, <laughs> it was so interesting with it too, is how much there's a tendency to think that rules mean lack of freedom rather than actually rules, creating space for freedom, you know, having, having things around those safeguards are, you know, like that creates a space for freedom. You know, if not, you know, if you're, you're on the road and you're driving along, you're in, you know, Yosemite. It's like, if if you don't know, if you're not careful, if those guardrails aren't there or whatever, you can be like, well, I can do what I want. I'm going to turn right here. I'm going to go over. I'm going to drive closer. That guardrail's in my way. I mean, you can, and you'll die, 
you know, so a lot of times we don't realize and anything. The beauty is when you die, there's grace for him to go. Yes. That there's pain for a reason. Yes. Like, like actually, my your 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 death there is actually really beautiful because it will turn you back if you're yeah. if you're ready to hear. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, Great. for sure. And it's which blows my mind because all I heard was freaking like the wrath of the Lord is sending you. I was like. I don't even know if I understand the concept of hell, but guess what? I'm living in it. Oh, that's I need powerful. to like, oh. yeah. So if there's a different way, like here on this earth, like I'm not even going to get into the theology of post death, right? Just because I, I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And I went to seminary to understand it and I don't want to even talk about it. So, <laughs> but there is a heaven and hell we choose every day here on earth. And I'm like, right. Oh, if, the, if there's freedom in, in, in life in this space, like, I mean, sign me up now. I don't, and I had to go through the journey of dying. Yes. Thank the Lord I died. Mm. Yes, but think about it. You would believe it so much more. You're so passionate about it because of what you went through. If you just were told it and hadn't experienced that pain to the degree you did, you wouldn't be as passionate as you are today. And so it's like God wrote your story and you're probably at that time. I love the analogy of like the tapestry of our life where we see Mm -hmm. the underside and all the mess Mm -hmm. weaved and ugly, but he sees the top of the top and how it's beautifully woven Mm -hmm. together. And every step you take through your life has led to this Mm -hmm. story that is like this beautiful place you are and you walked through the fire and we're refined by it, but, but it's your free will. You said, yes, you said, yes, he, he gave you this moment and you said, yes. Right. Well, the, the craziest thing is like, I can't not now. Like, what's the mm. point? And so what's like my, powerful with that? Go ahead. Good. You were going to say something. There. Yeah. I, I, it just, it just, so like the mornings are like super, it, I've never understood this until like the last couple of years, but like waking up and having that those new mercies every morning mm-hmm. and sitting and like, I always thought praying to God was going, God, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And it's just completely flipped itself. And I go, okay, God, what do you want me to know about this? And then just sitting there and being like, <laughs> maybe my, my imagination is redeemed. I don't know, but there's this person in my brain, just like when you're on your run and you decided, Hey, I got this girl, oh, Maria. Now y'all are friends. Cause you listen <laughs> Like you didn't ask for it. It just kind of was a revelation. You received it and you move forward. And now you have this podcast, like that kind of stuff blows my mind. And so prayer is never asking. Mm. It's just literally receiving. Now I'm like, this is insane. No, I like the that time. listening Sorry. part. Yeah. Well, okay. I love because a lot of times I think we, we don't pay attention to that little Holy Spirit voice because we don't actually stop to listen. And it's amazing. Where Netflix. We, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's amazing if we Maria doesn't do even own listen. a TV. Oh, good for you. It's, it's amazing that why I always say that, you know, I would rather be living my own adventures rather than just sitting around watching everyone else with their adventures and their dreams, you know? Um, yeah. I still like to watch movies sometimes, but, um, but I think we sometimes miss these incredible things that these moments or these situations or circumstances, if we don't pay attention to that little Holy Spirit voice, but you actually have to create space to listen. And if you don't yes, do that, oh and I think culturally we're, we're so quick, we fill up every waking moment with people, with things, with, I mean, it could be food, it could be sex, it could be alcohol, it could be a million different things instead of actually being or just Netflix or just Netflix to, <laughs> you know, to our lives. And in the process of filling up all the spaces, we actually miss the greatest adventures. We miss the greatest situations, circumstances, 
I love whenever I, I travel and something goes wrong because I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see what better thing the Lord's bringing out of that because that flight was canceled because of that, you know, that tire broke down. Oh, I wonder what he's doing. I'm not there. that good. I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm like, it's taking a while. And so, you know, cause then you're like, Oh Lord, what are you going to do? But if we don't create space to actually listen, then we can spend our whole lives super frustrated and yeah. agitated and angry. And, um, oh, instead just, of, yeah. oh, anxious and incongruent is like, it is, it literally is a living hell. Yes. Yes. It's just so powerful for you to say, like, you know, I've had all the things and, and we, we know it biblically. Like he says, you can have all the things of this world, the money, the girls, the food, the whatever, and it won't make you happy. It, it, actually, cre- it actually creates a really cool happiness for a season. It does. And you're like, whoa, but literally there's just death. It's so mm-hmm. insane and it cannot sustain. It is not sustainable because you claw and fight your way and use people to try to stay there. So what would you say, right? Go ahead. What would you say to the person who's out there? Maybe they're in the entertainment industry, maybe they're in whatever, but they're at the top of their game. They've got all the things and they're incredibly unhappy. What would you, you know, they had their season where they were like on top of the world and then they've realized like, Oh dude, what the frick? What would you say to them? I would say, all right, let's take a minute, close our eyes. And I'd say, who comes to your mind that you're not forgiving? Mm. Or where, where did, where, what happened to you that you're holding on to? You can't let go. Why does this, why are you driven by success? And who told you, who told you, mm. just like when God said in the garden, who told you you were naked and afraid? Like who told you you were naked? Like that was wrong. I, I just, and I just immediately, I know that people they have it in them. Those, those voices of just like, Oh, I need to X, Y, and Z in order to be loved. And we got to go right to that space and just blow that shiz up. Yes. And just, oh, just bring so some bad. truth into that space. It's so good. And, and, you know, something I always like to say is like unforgiveness is literally acid on our soul, just eating away at us. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes it's a person, but oftentimes it's ourselves that we have to mm-hmm. forgive. And just working through that, like oh my gosh. that's in your soul, like dig in I like whatever for, you need. To oh, mm-hmm. I'm going back. I like forget to, even in the, like in the moment of it, like I'm, I'm sure you guys have been in that space where, and, and anybody who's listening, I think this is where my heart like breaks because there's this, there's this space where like, you know what the right decision is and you're so deep into something um, I wouldn't even say right. I would say, you know, it's not healthy, mm-hmm. whether it's a relationship like, and I'm sure there's female listeners here that like this, this has been for me just a process of undoing certain ways of thinking. Like I'm with someone who I cannot be fully alive with. And it's, and I'm choosing not to be alive with that. I think mm-hmm. that's your responsibility, mm-hmm. but, but you know, it's unhealthy where you're not going to be able to become free and like the person God designed you to be. Mm-hmm. And it's that space where you're so deep in it. And you know, the healthy decision is to remove yourself, but it's like, it feels impossible yeah. in those spaces, whether I, I, I any addiction, any addiction, mm-hmm. um, and a person can be an addiction, but I just, my heart breaks for those places. And, and I, there was a story a person told me one time when I was in that space was there was this town, I think it was in Mexico. I don't know the details of it, but, but they, 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 
it was, it was, it was, a. Uh, uh, they were coming together. And then all of a sudden, I think the church was like burnt down or something like that. So there was nothing to like go to. And this town started becoming decrepit and there were cracks in the, in the, in the, in the walls. And there were, there were people like becoming just angry and bitter. And all of a sudden one of these priests came and he put a confession box in the middle of the town. And he's, and it was just papers of people confessing. And so they would start coming out and just writing their confession, putting in the box no one would see, but it was just kind of bringing things to light. And then all of a sudden with a year later, the town was flourishing and it started becoming, coming to life. And so that, I don't know why that story stuck with me, mm. but it was like the scariest part for me in those moments was to find someone who I loved and cared for, um, who, 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 who cared for me. And I would just say, this is what's true. I love this person. I think it's unhealthy. I don't know what to do, but I have to be honest with that voice. And then just bringing that to the light and having like good people around you to go, it's okay. That's where you are. But then watch your world shift because you brought things into the light. And so I, I, get, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I just know that like that confession piece of going, I got to get honest with actually what's going on, regardless of the outside opinion, find one or two people and just speak it out loud. It will change everything and it will send you into a place where you can find life heaven on earth peace mm -hmm. everything you're actually looking for is not in this direction but it's in confession and truth and it's just getting honest with your in, in, in inner world that's it mm. to me that's how it works for me i don't know about everybody else that's how it works for me <laughs> No, it's so, it's so true. It's, it's so true because again, fear has the darkness and, and Jesus is the truth and the way and the life. And, and we actually are both Catholic and um, we find so much, people are so scared of confession, but it's oh, a gift. The so freedom, beautiful. the freedom. Oh, oh we love, I just went last night. I, every time I walk out crying, like, come on in, honey. But my priest is blind. He doesn't know. You know, actually, he does know. He's like, hello, Mary Catherine. Yeah. I love, I, that's great. <laughs> no, no, oh, this is so funny. Total side note, but it's too funny not to tell. At my my oldest daughter's first confession, she came out and I said, it was her first one. She's seven years old. I'm like, how did it go? She's like, great. I totally disguised my voice so he wouldn't know who I was. <laughs> I'm like dying. Like from a seven-year-old, you know, they're probably like, I fought with my brother. And anyway, total side note, but it is so healing again that's where we judge god the father as like this harsh judge mm -hmm. instead of this loving father and he it, it's not designed again to you know judge us and to condemn us but it's, it's designed for freedom and and for mercy speaking that into and, and the mercy right mm -hmm. and so i just love that that you brought that up because it is so freeing and it, and when we ask for forgiveness and we get rid of that acid on our soul we will reach a new level of freedom and peace and joy and love in this life. And, you know, this is just a foretaste of heaven. So gosh. All right. So let's ask you like, how has this really <laughs> shifted and changed your life now to where you were before? Yeah. What does life look like for you now? What's different comparatively? Because one, one thing I, to me, what stood out to you, to me on your, even on your social media, there is a shift. Like there was something that like, it was like, pre-Tyler, post-Tyler. I remember saying to a friend, I was like, because I've listened to music for, I was like, something happened to him and Jesus got a hold of him. And I, I would love to know what, because I was like, there is such a definitive, like, that. I, I, 
it, yeah. it, 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 I mean, it's the story of Ecclesiastes to me. I don't know when I was before any of this stuff happened, I, I was going on like a missions trip in college and this guy was like, have you read Ecclesiastes? I was like, no, he's like, dude, I was literally at suicide holding a gun to my head and I had everything in the world. And all of a sudden God was telling me like read Ecclesiastes and I read it. It changed my life. And I was like, okay, I'll look into it. That sounds insane. <laughs> so I started reading it and I was like, I like, like intuitively it was like, I think this might end up being my story because I have to taste everything in order to know it's true or not. Mm. And I was like, I'm either going to die or I'm going to come out of this thing alive with a, with like a perspective shift. And so I think again, being someone who's like very driven, I, I, was, I was in athletics my whole life. Like music was a secondary thing, but my mom was super gifted. And so I worked really, really, really hard. Went to the Air Force Academy, basically did discipline like for a living for a while. Then I quit because I laughed too much. It was wild. <laughs> and then, yeah. And so I like used that, used those skills to like really just hustle in music. And it worked. It like worked. And I like, I couldn't like I, talk about an ego building journey. Like I was the man in my own eyes. <laughs> We're your own and, God, right? Yeah. And I still am kind of like, wow, that guy's kind of cool. But like, <laughs> but being on the top of that mountain and like having everything you've ever wanted, like everything you've ever desired and still being like, yo, mm -hmm. this is terrible. Like, no, I don't know what happened, but like it all shifted for me when I was like, none of this, mm -hmm. none of this matters I mean, it, it does matter because it's a vehicle of truth, but like none of this like actually really matters. Mm. And I just, I just, I don't know. I started like diving in inwardly and being like, who am I outside of all this stuff? And I didn't know. And it was, it's just been a journey, like counseling and therapy all the effing time. Yes. We're, 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 we're going to not use those words. And then like, <laughs> and then like supernatural, just like revelation of just like, Oh, I'm connected to the divine. Like I am an image bearer of the divine. I am a, I am a child who has a lot of power, but it, it's not what, it, what I thought power looked like. Mm. And it's just taking ownership of like who I am and who, who I, who, who I am versus who they tell me I am. And then operating, operating from that space. It's just like none of the success, like success is fine, but like I could now have, Oh guys, when I used to have like big old videos or like these hits thing, I was on top of the world. And then when I put something out, I was like, oh, this is amazing. And it would just suck. Like I was depressed and had to go home and curl in a ball and just die. So it was like <laughs> your rise and fall. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Everything circumstantially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. for some reason got to a place where I was like, you know what? Actually, everything's been exposed. I've been found out. I probably should start living honestly. Then I start putting stuff out and be like, that didn't do well. Guess what? Okay. It doesn't matter. That's that one right. did really well. Oh, that's cool. Doesn't matter. Mm. And it was just so like detached from the results. So freedom. <laughs> and it's been <laughs> cool. And then like, and then even as you go deeper into, you're like, wow, I'm re I really care what this certain group of people think. Like, mm. I kind of want to learn to not. And how do I do that? I just got to get honest with myself. Oh, I care about this specific group of people. I want their approval. That's hard to say out loud. Yo, mm. this morning I woke up and I was like, I kind of want this person to join me in a specific, like, I want love and connection from this person. So I got it. And I was like, you know what? No, actually I need to live what's true and genuine to me. And if they're going to come alongside, they will. And if not celebrate them in their own story, stop mm. controlling anything. Just enjoy your, your life. 
That's one of our big mantras. It's like being detached from the outcome. Because that's yeah, a true surrender, that a lot. right? Like just be detached from the outcome. And it's, we can say it all but day no, long. But I sit in there. No, you can't just it's say, not. just be attached, detached from it. You can't just tell someone to be right. detached. No, it's. There's it's, a process. Like I, like you you go to church sometimes. You're like, oh, just do this, this, this. And you're like, yeah, no, because I don't know how. In fact, you're not even giving me any solution right. on how, like you're telling me I should live this way. And you're, that's just a behavioral shift. It's mm-hmm. never a behavioral shift. It's always a hard transformation of going, I, I, need, I don't have tools or I'm going to have to literally explode my life so I can learn tools and ask for help yeah. or be like, I just got to ask for help and just learn to be honest. So mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, that's, it, yeah. It's, but it's this stuff, constant. my voice has got to come out. It's like, <laughs> share it. Okay. Oh, sorry, I'm interrupting. Ah! No, I, I wish our listeners oh. could see, could see the enthusiasm from the video. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. No, it's a so work good. in progress. Like we all want to be detached from the outcome, but we all care because as a human, we desire to be seen, known, loved, and heard. That's it. And so it's that constant dichotomy of caring and not caring, right? Like being detached, but we're attached and surrendering, but no, we don't know how. And like, we really, in our culture, we're so designed to be all about me and to be mm-hmm. so self-centered that it's like, you just do you. Yeah, we need to skill up. So, so are you are you able? Do you feel like you're effectively using your platform now to really? Has it really changed? And and do you feel like your platform is really? How's that changing your use? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I I think I literally am in the this this year. So I felt like 2020 was tough for everybody. There was also a really significant death of like. I, I, I was dating a girl for a long time and I wanted to marry this girl. And it was crazy. Cause like everything in it made sense. And, and I just, I, every time I like, I like bought a ring and I, mm-hmm. but, and I, and every single time, and I, there's a difference when like, you're, you're like, okay, there's nerves. Okay. There's fear. Get that. And actually I want to, I want to work through that. But then when that happens for like a year, and you try to fight through, like, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me. And then you go, I don't think this is me. I just think that my call, it's not even a competition of like, she's not good enough. She's amazing. But my calling is just a little bit different. And I think I'll be able to run a lot quicker if maybe I'm able to set this down. So there was a death in that space where I feel like that was the last piece the Lord was telling me to like surrender. Mm-hmm. And that was like, it, it was like a six month process of letting go. But the last maybe two or three months has been just a receiving season. So I would say there was a shift five years ago. There was probably a shift to three years ago. And then probably within the last two or three months, there's part of me that's just coming back to life and taking ownership and going, you have such a calling on your life, son. I need you to step in in faith and go. And I'm like, okay, I need some revelation. And so I've just been, I've I've been um, receiving in, in a lot of things and like getting the clearing the space and really just going after one or two or three things. And I'm in the middle of that. So I think you'll see a shift probably 2022, maybe springtime of really like a focused direction. But, but I'm telling you there, the, the, the side of being perceived a certain way, um, it's just doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Now there's tact because you have to be, you're, you're a brand and you have to be like, mm-hmm. there's, there's strategy in being a brand. Um, but my gosh, am I like excited for the next season? 
Well, if this is only you partly alive, I can't wait to see what fully alive We're is. excited to see what that's for you. Oh, gosh, man. That's St. Arnaud's quote of God's glory is man fully alive. I love, that's one of my favorite mm. quotes. God's glory is man fully alive. It's so mm. good. So I can't wait to see, yeah. see how it all shifts. And, you know, like God doesn't waste anything. He, he, yeah. he makes all of it for his glory. And you mm. were able to build this platform through that life. And so now he's just going to, he's just going to blow it up. I can't wait to see how it happens. I don't know. He's, but it'll probably be something uh, we don't even see. He's like Siri. He shows up and he's like, er, take a left, <laughs> take a right. It's where we got to surrender. Right. So yeah. well, the question we love to ask all of our, our guests is our last question is just how would you tell our listeners to water their grass? Like, what are you doing now to water the grass this week? Just one practical thing. My, my, Honestly, the biggest thing is just like be congruent and honest with yourself and just like there are hard things to say out loud. If you're going to water your grass and make it super green, like confess what's real. Mm. Confess what's real, not what you think should be confessed. And that's there is a distinguishing difference of like, you know, girl, girl, you know what's real. (laughs) Say that thing out loud and like get in front of people who love you will embrace you and not reject you and shame you. And like. Just be honest with yourself with other people and see what happens. You might get a nice little, little garden. So good. <laughs> so good. Well, listen, so awesome. you have been just a treat. Mm-hmm. How can our listeners find you? Can you? You know what? They can just mm-hmm. search for Tyler Ward. <laughs> You're like You're a pop of I guess a lot of it is Tyler Ward music because <laughs> yeah. I'm a musician, but my vehicle is just music. I don't know. We're going to see what happens in the, in the next couple of years. So yeah. I do have Instagram.com slash Tyler Ward. I also have Instagram.com slash Tyler Ward music. All right. Well, I think they're, they're separate, all. but together. We'll figure it out. Perfect. We'll yeah. post it all in the show notes. So <laughs> we're just so grateful yes. for you. And just, um, gosh, you're just a treat. And we can't wait to be here cheering you along in your space. Yes. And spreading out all the all the truth and goodness that you have. So we, have, we are so grateful for your honesty, for your vulnerability, your courage, and most of all, humility. your humility. Yeah. Come on. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Just, yes. Hey, ego boy died. So I'm just, he's great. He was great too. It's fun to hang with. It just <laughs> not long term. Well guys, well, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Come find us like subscribe, share all the things, download, and, and we'll, we'll see you next week. Oh, see you next week. Bye. Bye.